The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. As everyone will know, schools are going back, some of them within days, some of them um, next week, and a whole plethora of issues are already coming to the surface. There's obviously the whole inflation issue. We'll no doubt be hearing from our friend COVID in a few weeks' time as well. But one of the biggest ones that's most pressing is can you get your child onto a school bus? There, we're getting reports not just here in News Talk, but all over social media and a lot of local politicians are also being contacted by the problem of getting children onto the right bus, getting onto them at all. And of course, the cost of fuel, diesel, etc. is also causing the bus companies some distress. So the whole area seems to be shot through with a lot of tension and problematic issues at the moment. My first guest on this programme and to discuss the subject is Caroline who's in Kilkenny who's having a local problem and I think she's very illustrative of some of the snarl-ups that are going on across the school bus system mainly in primary but there are some issues in secondary as well. Caroline, welcome to the hard shoulder first of all. Thanks very much Emmett for having me on. No problem. Now what are, you're having a very specific problem where you, you want your local school bus but you're, you're being told to kind of go further afield to, to, to get onto one at all. Yes, this is it. Um, I have two sons so they attend school in Kilkenny in the city and we live um, about 13 kilometres from the city in a rural area and um, my eldest son who's going into fifth year has been on the school bus for four years um, from a village in Gore in County Kilkenny into Kilkenny and we've been concessionary always have been um, and then I have a first year son starting on Monday. My eldest son Reen is back to school tomorrow to study for Leaving Cert um, so um, we've always had a bus ticket for him, as I said. And then when we got nine days notice last Tuesday evening, I received an email from Bus Air and saying that there was no um, accommodation for my two kids. There was no seats allocated on, on the bus. Um, and had you expected, emailed, Caroline, it would just like normally this email just rolls in. Obviously, you've got a, a son in fifth year, so you're well used to the bus system. Does mm-hmm. it just roll in a kind of like clockwork each year? Yeah. Or is this a big surprise? Oh, yeah, it was a huge surprise to be honest. I'm not I, I, the first year when he when my eldest went to first year. The first time I was getting close within the two weeks, but I learned over the years it's it's quite close. It's usually within the two weeks when you get your ticket in the post. So I was used to that. I wasn't a bit stressed. Um, and then we heard while well, I was actually on holiday, we heard the announcement about the free school transport on the 14th of July, and um, I was like, oh, that's great, you know, sure, lovely refund I had paid my 500 euro fee on the 28th of June I had applied for the bus on the 4th of February um, the fee then opens up in June July and there's a deadline by July to have your fees paid and it's capped for per household so one one child is 350 for the year and then it's capped it used to be capped at 750 it's now 500 I paid my fee on the 28th of June and when I heard that announcement oh, it was lovely that'll help towards school uniforms and books and and whatever and then I got an email a quarter past seven on a Tuesday evening regret to inform you with nine days notice before my eldest starts school and was there anything um, about getting your money back from, that you paid earlier that on that same day that same day the refund was in my in my well, in our account at least the, that, you, were, that, you got bad news true. but it was efficiently delivered at least yeah. uh, now listen so what, what were you told days, in this email so were you just told there's no bus or you go elsewhere I, I refer to your recent application in respect of Da, 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 to the school in question I regret to inform you that all the accommodation on this bus has now been allocated and it shall not be possible to cater for your child and they named him this school year and I got a second second email within 50 seconds with the other son's name on it um, 
Yeah. So when I, I appealed it the next day, there's an appeal system. Um, how the system works is um, you have a family ID and you have a login for, for bus air in every year. So that family portal is, is up there from the day one from when you use it. So you just log into it, you can see the status. And I I just um, appealed it. I just got like a, you know, a, a, a receipt of the appeals email the next day. And then I tried to call them impossible to get through on hold for, for 45 minutes. Um, and then, um, so kind of, I suppose in our area, we're living in quite a rural area. Word kind of started to get around that there was a lot of people let down. So by the next evening, um, I had met with a couple of parents and we called a little meeting locally. And we had 25 kids on a list within 24 hours that had lost, lost seats on a bus. And then by the following 48 hours, we actually had 41 kids' names. That's an extraordinary um, number. I mean, if you're if you're replicated across the 26 counties, that's a lot of people who ain't getting a bus this seat. This is it. And we're a tiny little rural area, um, do you know, and that's just, there's four buses run out of our local village here into Kilkenny. There's four schools that they service. There's two girls' schools and two boys' schools. And um, there's 41 kids, uh, you know, across those four schools that have lost seats. There are, like, I have two boys. There are families that have three kids that have lost seats. So what are, what are you going to um, do? Because this isn't something, you've got um, school reopening tomorrow and then another one going next week. So what's the plan? I mean, you can it. do something on an emergency basis, maybe, can you? That's it. On an emergency basis, I've, um, I'm in a position, I, I run my own business. I've kind of moved appointments around on my own diary tomorrow. I'm going to bring three kids to school in the morning, collect them tomorrow, I'm going to go to work while they're in school, bring them home, and then I'll go back and I'll work later into the night. I've just moved my appointments. I can't, in, you know, do that for the foreseeable future. That's just an emergency situation. Um, my first year lad will start on Monday. I will do the same on Monday. And then Tuesday, they're both in. All the schools are nearly fully back on Tuesday. They've kind of staggered the years kind of coming and, in. And Caroline, can I ask um, you just one question? Is it because demand has grown or the bus has shrunk or there's a smaller bus or whatever is it just because no. there's more kids looking to get on and you got squeezed out? No. What, what's, what do you think? No, it's absolutely not. There's four buses out of our area that, that go. So the way the system works is there is a deadline every year for applications. It's always the last Friday in April to apply for a seat on a school bus. The app, the, it opened at the beginning of February and the closing date for applications is the 20, is what this year was the 29th of April. It's always the last Friday in April. It has been every year. And it's always been like that. It, it's it's such a thing that pe- parents text to each other, reminder, don't forget the bus is open now, the portal's open. The school send an email, don't forget deadline for bus applications. It's a thing every single year. And I applied on the 4th of February, as I said. Um, the 29th of April this year is deadline. On the 14th of July, Norma Foley announced the free school buses for the calendar year to give families a helping hand out with the times that are, are out there. And on the the bus air and closed their family portal to adjust for the changes on, on their system. Right. Okay. They reopened it on the 15th of July and they announced, now whether the announcements come from bus air or the department, I'm sure it's come from the department. They've announced on the 15th of July that they would extend the application process until the 29th of July. Now, this here lies the problem. There was 14 days where they opened it up for new applications after an, an announcement of free buses. Yeah, and in well, those um, 14 days, 44, over 44,000 
applications, new applications applied. The system actually crashed. Right. The well, site couldn't hold. Yeah, we have some people here, contact here in News Talk saying they never got an email at all. So you're absolutely, there seems to be a, a very deep problem here. I mean, obviously the issue is anyone who has to do something else like going in a car, which you have to do on an emergency basis. Two or three years ago, maybe people didn't feel so sore about that. But now that they have to put very expensive petrol or diesel into their car, it becomes even more literally an emergency. So I can understand why why you, you need to find some solution to this very quickly. Maybe even gathering up people in the local area to charter your own bus would be dreadful to have to do that. But that, that might be what you're stuck with. We tried to do that and we got a price for a, a private bus and it was €1,400 Euros a week to run oh. it, which is €56 Euros per child and 39 school calendar weeks. It was 2184 per child to run that private bus. You might as well just go to a fee-paying school. That's what it, that's what it, you'd be this coming there. It. Yeah. Okay. Bear and with me the there, Carol. Sorry, Carol. I just want to I want to bring in. I have a second guest here as well, so who can pick up on some of these issues. Uh, um, he's Tim Lombard, who's a Fine Gael Senator. Tim, welcome to the Hard Shoulder. Thanks for coming in. You've heard um, the frustration in Caroline's voice. She knows. She knows the system. She knows what's going on. I know you're making a wider point about yeah. drivers and all. We'll get to that, but you can hear the absolute sheer amount of demand there and people getting squeezed out, people not getting emails. Uh, it's very late in the day to be trying to deal with all these issues. Yeah, and I think traditionally it's always been very late in the day. And I think if you look at the school transportation scheme over the last three or four years in particular, these two weeks have always been the really hectic weeks. Look, there's 77,000 families on the actual family portal. It just deals with over 100,000 kids going to school, both primary and secondary and basically school transportation is a really important part of rural life itself. Do you think it's less buses available or do you think it's more pupils or a bit of both? So in the concessionary side, what would usually happen if the bus wasn't full, it would then be filled with people who had a concessionary ticket. But the big issue that we're finding at the moment is the bus operators, which are contracted by Bus Aaron, have a real problem getting staff to drive the buses. And it's a significant problem for many of these operators. Is and this because people have left the service or where have they gone? And it's, look, the work is literally two and a bit hours in the morning, two bit hours in the evening. It's not your usual yeah, it's working regular, yeah. But it does suit a certain cohort of society. It really does suit the retired individual that if you could do your four to five hours a day during school times, it's a really good income to have. Do you know, supplementary income in many ways. Yeah, you ways. go home, you have a cup of tea, you do the Absolutely. garden, you come back out again. That's essentially it, what it is. That's exactly. Exactly. But what Boss Aaron have done in the last three years, I think it's appalling, is that they've limited this to actually people who are under 70 years of age. So if you're over 70, you can't drive a school bus. And what's happening with some of these But you can drive a car. Yeah, right. but, but even worse, you could drive a bus in for the school to take them to the actual hurling match next day. So, so have, why is that not covered by no, it's seen so as like a private hire? Yeah, so it's a private hire from the school to the actual activity, whether it's a match, a theatre or a swimming event. So when you have that inconsistency within the service that you don't have an individual who's over 70 competent enough in their regard to drive a school bus in the morning, but an hour later can take them to the school event. Now, I don't it's, want to put you on, a, on an ageist indeed, <laughs> platform here, but, I do but, but what age do you say, well, sorry, you're a lovely person and you've been a great servant of the bus service in the country but you're just too old to drive this bus Well I think it's about choice and giving people the opportunity and there's a medical cert available if you're over 75 and I think that piece of legislation has been changed by the Minister in the last few years in the last few months in particular so I do think when you look what the Minister has done she's saying now you need to be 75 to get a medical cert to actually get your licence like that's the kind of scenario that I've been looking at I just think we have a huge issue with capacity 
we have an extra 44,000 children trying to access school, which is really good on an environmental platform, if nothing else. It also helps people in, in these areas have their daily working routine and to have a scenario where we don't have enough competent bus drivers to man it when we have them there really but just to change the profile of a medical issue it will work yeah and you're not you're not being foolish you're, you're saying people would be medically tested they'd have Absolutely. their eyes tested they'd have uh, whatever other tests are needed they would be maybe a driver competence test you could add on you know, Absolutely, and there's so much there that we can work with. And there is a huge reaction from people who've been doing this for the last 10 years. And it does be a cohort of of a certain retired nature that do take up these jobs. They're very competent. They know their students. They know their families. They know their pickups. And because they reach a certain age, unfortunately, they can't do the actual school drop off but they can actually do the actual match platform a few hours later it's absolutely bizarre Now there has been some adjustment we've got Minister Hildegard knocked and increased the age at which an applicant for a driving licence must supply a medical report from 70 to 75 so she she was letting it just slightly be liberalised there Yeah and that's why it's working for the private operators but Bus Aaron's law is slightly different so it's up to Bus Aaron now to step into the breach to follow what the actual Minister has said and to free up the access to people who can drive the bus well, as you say, it's bizarre that on a Thursday they can't bring them to school, but they can bring them to a sports match or whatever on the Friday. That yeah. That is literally, literally a, a bizarre You actually couldn't make it up. You couldn't make it up. But there is an issue, and I think your first guest is very true. We have an issue with capacity here. And I think, you know, 44,000 people have come onto a scheme that is a really positive yeah. scheme. Now, I mentioned gaps in laws. Um, I have to ask you just before you wrap up, Robert Troy, uh, a party colleague of yours. Now, you're not in the Dáil, you're in the Senate. Um, but nevertheless, that doesn't allow you to escape well, the question. Well, he's a government colleague. Yeah, government <laughs> colleague, in the widest sense. I mean, yes, yes. is there, like we're talk- we've heard from Eamon Ryan this afternoon, for example, saying there should be a committee, like an Oireachtas committee investigation. He's saying SIPO might do an investigation. Forget the rights and wrongs for one moment. Is he not just going to become a giant distraction from what the government is doing? And in that sense, he might just step aside to let everyone else off this cleft stick. I, look, I think everyone's enjoyed the due process. And I think the due process in this regard is obviously SIPO, which have a really powerful remit put in law. And I told SIPO will have to do, do their work here regarding this issue. Eamon Ryan's suggestion about uh, an Oireachtas committee looking into it is another competent and capable suggestion as well. So but you I wouldn't think, be against that idea? Of, no, of, I think it. look, it's a really positive way forward of trying to get the information out. But should he public. just go? Should he just no, make it life easier for you as a party? I don't think it's about making life easier. It's about making sure we get the right information out to the public. And I think he's willing to work with those committees and work with SIPO in particular. And when they bring forward their report, I think SIPO is a really robust organisation that aren't afraid to call into task. If SIPO make a recommendation, I'm sure the government will look upon it. Okay, well, it's going to drag it out, but nevertheless, that'll be an interesting to see the direction it goes, those investigations. Tim Lombard is a Fine Gael Senator. Thanks very much for, for talking about um, your colleague, Mr. Troy, and school buses, and we heard from Caroline earlier. But now this. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.